Hey, what's up, everybody? Um, so me and James just talked about my fight with Zulu. Uh, it was a real um, big fight for me because Zulu is the guy that I watched in a video when I was being um, coerced into trying to try out Gracie Jiu-Jitsu. So um, it's a real interesting story, why I got mad after the fight. Um, we talk about it in the episode. Check it out. What's up, everybody, and welcome back to the Yamato Damashi podcast. Guys, if you're new to the podcast and you haven't seen some of our previous episodes, um, one of the things that we like to do is really break down Ensign's career. So if you go back, we've literally started from his first fight and we've sort of gone through each of the fights and we're sort of building up to, you know, bigger stages like the UFC, like the Pride fights. They're all coming. But as we do, we really look to the journey of how Ensign got to those stages. So... It's kind of topical that I sort of touch on the UFC because the fight we're going to talk about today, right, was kind of the a bit of a tune-up fight for that fight at UFC 13. And, uh, well, let's get straight into it. I mean, like, as the last one we did of these was your big win over Mushtaq Abdullah. Um, and, you know, you, you had a big victory there, big um, TKO win. Um, but one of the things I noticed was there was a bit more of a, a time gap between the Mushtaq fight and the... Um, and this fight with Ray Zulu. Uh, was there a particular reason? Because you did so many fights so quickly uh, in a quick turnaround. I was just wondering what, you know, if there was a bit of a reason for the, the gap. Was it an injury or? No, um, I wanted more time to uh, put on more muscle. Like if you watch the fights in this fight, I, I have a little bit more muscle on. Yeah, you can tell. So I wanted to uh, concentrate more on weights. And, you know, for me, um, doing weights... And cardio isn't the same thing, so I would stop cardio, doing weights, get a little fat, get the more muscle, and then cut it up. So, right, I needed that um, little time to not have to worry about my cardio. Mm -hmm. And um, was that because back then the weight classes were, you know, there was such big. If, if there was weight classes, it was such a big size discrepancy. Anyway, did you feel that that was it? Was just an advantage, you know, with so much open weight stuff that you felt, you know, the, you had to be as big as you could in that sense. Yeah, well, the Joe S's fight actually taught me that I mm -hmm. needed to be a little heavier because Joe Estes wasn't. He didn't. I had more technique than Joe Estes. The only thing he had over me was power and size. Mm -hmm. So that you know, power and size will compensate for a lot of technique, mm -hmm. and I just didn't like that. You know, being as weak as I was, so I just wanted to put on more power, more muscle. Right. Because I, I, I refused to go down to a light heavyweight, because, you know, I wasn't like I said. You know, my whole my whole idea of fighting wasn't for the belt, wasn't for um, uh, prize money. You know, I wanted to test myself and. I didn't want to test myself with guys that are, you know, under 205 pounds. Mm -hmm. I wanted to test myself, period, as a man. So that's the reason why I didn't want to fight in any weight classes. I wanted to fight in the eliminated divisions. And that's why when I, I was overpowered by Joe Estes, instead of thinking that I go down in a weight class, I felt it's a good test for myself to stay in this weight class and just try and put on some weight and become a stronger person. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, that's completely different to 
how fighters do it these days, right? Most of them are looking to cut down, cut as much weight as possible so they can have that sort of bigger advantage of the smaller weight class. It's kind of cool mentality that you're looking to be, you know. Yeah, it's crazy because the fighters nowadays are cutting so they can be big in their weight class. Yeah. I already went into the fight knowing that I was going to be way smaller than my opponent. Mm-hmm. Like like Mark Kerr, over 50 pounds heavier than me. Yeah. yeah. And, and full of muscle, yeah. So I, I knew that, but I was... As a person, I, I just felt that I had to adjust my training, adjust the way I was going to fight this certain fight. If he was going to be that big, I was going. Am I going to try and keep on a little bit of extra weight for the fight to have a little bit more weight? You know, that kind of stuff came into play. So it was so different. Yeah, you know, I accepted that I was going to fight someone that was way bigger than me. So yeah, a lot different than today. Yeah. Okay. And um, so as far as Ray Zulu goes, right um is it's a bit of an infamous name right i think a lot of hardcore fans are obviously familiar with zulu and we'll get into that but uh you know for the younger fans that might not know much about the history of the sport zulu was a bit of like a, a, a mystic figure in some senses because you know if you go onto topology or sherdog and try and find his record you won't see those fights right because he had so many regional fights on the brazilian scene that uh you know we're talking in the the 80s right where you know the mma wasn't a thing so i'm just curious how did the fight sort of come about in terms of you know sayama sort of tracking down zulu and 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 arranging the fight i don't know i actually didn't even ask for zulu. his name came up um for some somehow sayama but I, I guess being in touch with hickson and you know that's his uh his channel into brazil Right. I don't know if it was Hickson or someone Hickson knew, but um, the name came up. Mm-hmm. And he was, at the time, he was 52 years old. Wow. But but for me, it was, uh, you know, you got to figure two years before, prior to that, never got in the ring. I'm sitting in the, in the, in the studio in uh, the University of Hawaii watching a videotape because some jiu-jitsu guy is trying to get me to do jiu-jitsu classes. Shows me that f- exact fight of mm-hmm. uh, Zulu and uh, Hickson. Mm-hmm. And later on down, you know, years later, little did I even imagine that I was actually going to be fighting this guy. 52, yeah. whatever, it didn't matter to me. He was, I was Zulu. And that was, a, you know, he was a part of the, uh, in, in Brazil, there was these two groups that were claiming to be the best fighting is Luta Livre and Jiu-Jitsu. And they mm-hmm. had a real big ri- rivalry. And the Luta Livre guys were the only ones that were, doing um you know real training you know close enough that could actually um beat jujitsu on the street you know you have karate and aikido you know but those are so limited by the by the the rules of the 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 sport that in the street fight you really can't use much of it but luta livro was like the big arch rival of jujitsu so you know zulu was the only one that really wanted to fight hickson Mm -hmm. And so, you know, he was a real big name, real huge, like he was considered a street brawler. And he uh, fought Hickson pretty good. You know, he, like the first fight was was a long fight. The second fight, I think Hickson finally got to his back. Mm. But he was, uh, he's an he's a infamous, infamous figure, especially to us jiu-jitsu person, people. Mm. You know, that Luta Lever, the enemy of jiu-jitsu. Yeah, He's that definitely. big uh, beast guy that challenged Hickson, you know. So yeah, his yeah. name Regardless of his age, I was like, oh, my God, Zulu, yeah. yeah. He, for me, he was like a, a mystical figure, a real beastly figure that 
the only guy who who well, fought Hickson twice, you know? Yeah, so yeah. So very appealing to me. And um, just just to touch on that real quick, because you kind of mentioned it, and we talked a little bit about it in the the one of the first podcasts we did, the early days. Go back and check it out, guys, if you haven't seen it. Um, the first time that was the first sort of MMA kind of fight, no holds barred fight you'd you'd ever seen before, right? In that sort of fashion. Yeah, yeah. What what was your impressions of, of it? Well, the first time I saw that fight, it was like you know Zulu's way bigger than Hickson. Mm-hmm. So when I saw that, I was like, okay. Back in our day, bigger was stronger. So the bigger guy was going to usually win the fight. So when I saw that, I was a little bit confused thinking this is a jiu-jitsu guy promoting jiu-jitsu and the jiu-jitsu practitioner is going to be fighting someone that's way bigger and obviously probably going to beat him. I was mm-hmm. saying, I wonder why he's showing me this. And I remember watching the fight and Hickson, you know, holding the guard and healing his back and, you know, just keep not taking any significant strikes. And I remember thinking, man, if this little guy beats this big Zulu guy, I got to start this art mm-hmm. and take, somehow maneuver to the back, choked him out and Zulu tapped out. And right there I was like, slowed. Yeah. I got to try to start. Yeah. Yeah. The, that was the big, big thing for the, the Gracie sort of promotional videos they put out there. Right. Just showing. Gracie Jiu-Jitsu in action. Yeah. Yeah. Seeing the technique actually work. No, that's cool. Um, so I mean, talk about this fight, right? Is uh, did you have the the in terms of the timeline, right? Because the UFC fight takes place what like six weeks later. Was that fight already sort of signed and done? Was this or yep. wow? Okay, so this was a bit like a the UFC fight. fight was already signed, and it was a they wanted me. They already had uh, enough fighters for the heavyweight tournament, so they they asked me to come into the the middleweight. I think they call it middleweight tournament. So as Two hundred five pounds, so I had to cut weight for that. So it was the first time I ever cut weight, but I just really wanted to find the UFC. So mm-hmm. I got that call. The contract was agreed upon. I think it was seven thousand five hundred to fight in the UFC, and uh, it was like a you know. He, in the meantime, Saima asked me to fight in Shuto, and I said, "Yeah, I'll fight, but I want to have special rules because the UFC allowed elbows." And I wanted to make sure that I could uh, prepare myself for elbows, using it and taking it. Mm-hmm. So I asked for the special rules where you could elbows were included, and uh, Saima said that he can make those rules for me because you know Zulu fought in and let you know bare fisted elbows, mm-hmm. everything goes rules. So Zulu was actually pretty keen on that. So yeah, worked yeah, out. I ima- yeah, imagine him with that huge experience in sort of no holds by fighting that he was kind of more favorable to that rule set. So yeah. Um, I mean, talk about it just from, you know, prior to the fight, going in with the idea that actually, you know, I've got to sort of adapt a few things to the rule set. Uh, did that change your sort of strategy for the fight? No, um, just the fact that I was going to be able to add in elbows. Mm-hmm. I was excited to try and use elbows. And other than that, you know, I wasn't a striker. Mm-hmm. So my whole thing was, you know, strike until I had to or until I was able to get it to the ground so my whole thing was yeah strike till you get it to the ground don't just your idea isn't striking to try and knock them out striking you know right right that makes sense and then so obviously the you know the fight takes place um you seem uh noticeably maybe a bit more intense in this fight was there was there a particular reason yeah um you know i was you know when when 
already like four days before my fight is still bursting for me because I want to get the fight over with. I want to fight. I want to fight. I wish it was today. I wish it, I remember that. Went to the arena. You're going to wait hours in the back. Take doctor's check, rules meeting, all this shit. And it's like, you want to fight. You want to fight. So you finally get in the ring where, where it's time to fight. And all of a sudden, it's like they're, they're making some kind of appeal about my tape on my hands. And I'm like, we know we can tape. You guys can tape too. And then what really surprised me was uh, jiu-jitsu representative. John Alberto, he was the one in Zulu's corner. So I was already like pretty um, baffled, like, whoa, I'm jiu-jitsu. Luther Lever is the enemy. Yeah. And there's a jiu-jitsu guy in Zulu's corner because he's Brazilian. Is that that overcomes the loyalty of jiu-jitsu? Mm-hmm. And so for me, I was already like flustered by that. Like, holy shit, why is he in the corner? And John Roberto is the one who started making the big commotion about the tape on my hands. So that pissed me off even more. I was saying, yeah. so this guy now is not only cornering Zulu, he's trying to create a problem for the fight. And I'm I'm like, just want to fight. You know, you could see, if you, if you watch the video, I'm like across the ring, like pretty much past the middle of the ring, ready to go. Mm-hmm. And wait for the ref to let me go because I was going to attack. Yeah, and it, I had to keep I had to keep waiting. It just really frustrated me, and they complain about the tape, complain about the tape, and finally, when we finally got to fight, it, it was, the frustration was just just nuts. I was just wanted to just get it on, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you took it kind of as a bit of a, a slap in the face, right? The fact that you had been affiliated with Gracie Jiu Jitsu for you know your whole career, you 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 were even wearing uh, Gracie Jiu Jitsu symbol on like your gear, right, as well. Yeah, you know, I have a big belief loyalty loyalty is given where it's deserved. Mm-hmm. And you know, you, you there's not loyalty is not a one-way street. It's a two-way street. You need to get give get loyalty to give loyalty. And when I saw Jiu-Jitsu standing there, man, you know, you know, I understand now. You know, the Gracies sue each other. Yeah. <laughs> it's like they sue each other the other brothers, you know, so it's not that big a thing, you know. So mm-hmm. For me back then, you know, I'd never think of, I'd never sue Egan, you know, no yeah. matter what, I think the loss, you know, there's no way you're going to take your brother to court for yeah. me. And for me, it's like, I think loyalty is, you know, something that's really treasured. And to see jujitsu cornering the enemy and then making a big stink about my taping on my hands for the enemy, that just was, I, I, I just had this tension built up. I was able to stay composed mm-hmm. and, you know, control that emotion until the end until after the fight and what was the difference you found with you know fighting sort of with that personal anger compared to how you fought before where you completely sort of composed was it a big noticeable difference or well i the 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 type of anger the only time i ever fought in with that type of anger was uh with joe estes Mm. Because how he demanded fight money, and then when I hit him a couple of times, he tapped out right away. There was just that, this this rush of anger. When I saw the fight was over, there was a rush of anger, saying "fuck, this is not enough. I got to hit him again," you know. Mm-hmm. So you know the the Zulu fight, um, I he you know we we did a little bit of striking. I hit him to a point. I hit him once, so he kind of wobbled. I clinched with him, got on his back, and. I started elbowing him because I wanted to use my elbows. Elbowing him, and then, you know, just from that frustration again, the ref came to pull me off. Mm-hmm. And 
out of that frustration, I didn't. I I needed to do more. I I yeah. felt like, no, I got to give him more. So I pushed the referee off and gave him one more one more elbow in the head. You know that that was part of the frustration. And then if you watch the, I think the video of the fight shows it after the fight. I'm turning around and I want to go run over to John Roberto. And what I'm screaming in the ring is I'm saying, "You jujitsu? Are you jujitsu?" Mm-hmm. You know, you know, stating like. Why are you in Luther Lever's corner if you're jiu-jitsu? So I was screaming at him, and I was going to go to – I wasn't going to attack. He's an old man, so I wasn't going to do mm-hmm. anything, but I was going to run to the rope side and tell him, what the fuck, you, are you jiu-jitsu? You're fucking disloyal, you know, that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. But he didn't help me back, so I kind of was on the ropes screaming at him, are you jiu-jitsu? Are you jiu-jitsu? So I don't know if many people knew what was going on there and why I was so pissed off. Yeah. But I wasn't. it wasn't like I couldn't control my journal, and it wasn't because I got so excited I beat Zulu. I was – I beat Zulu, and it my whole energy focused on on John Obroto. Yeah, yeah, no, you seem like um, <clears throat> that's kind of where the the anger is actually sort of aimed at, right? The fact that the situation, but yeah, it just built mm-hmm. up, you know, about the mm-hmm. him cornering Zulu, making a big stink out of it, mm-hmm. and 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 just I just felt I just felt like I was backstabbed in the back. Yeah, was um, I mean, did you? almost sort of take him quite lightly because you knew of his age like did this did the fight or did the fight surprise you did you think that he might have been a bit more um aggressive because obviously he tapped quite soon and his corner obviously threw in the towel as well i don't know did that kind of surprise you a little bit um no not really i just uh i i don't i don't think i was surprised in in the midst of the battle Hmm. you you kill until you stop and when the referee came in and stopped me I felt like, okay, um, opponent conquered. I didn't even think, okay, Zulu or 52-year-old. It was just an opponent that I felt that I conquered. And, you know, then everything channeled to John Roberto. Right, right. Cool. Makes sense. And um, I guess kind of the the aftermath, right? In terms of your feelings towards John Alberto and, you know, uh, jujitsu guys, like, did that could carry on, like, um, I never really got to talk about it. I just kind of understood that one, um, you know, I, a little red flag in me was like, okay, is this what jujitsu loyalty is about? Mm. The second one was I never did think highly of John Roberto after that. You know, he, um, I think he's a big, still today, he's a big thing in jujitsu. Mm-hmm. I think he's a red belt now. I actually saw him, they had a video on YouTube when Hickson uh, was presented his red belt. And Horian, Hoyler, Helsen, all the brothers are there, and he was there also. Wow. So I know, I know that he's still a very big figure there, and you know, um, you know, hey, he's an older guy. He's he's a senior jujitsu guy. Uh, all respect to him in 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 terms of jujitsu, but as far as a person and loyalty, I don't care for him. Mm-hmm. I mean, if I see him in the event, I'll it'll be like a. I will go out of my way to say hi. If he comes to say hi, I'll say hi back. But I would not bend over backwards for him, and I would not do anything to help him in any way. Mm-hmm. No, it makes sense, right? I mean, <clears throat> it was a shock at the time, and you never really had that closure about it. So, um, just a, a bit of an offshoot, you know, a bit of trivia. Did uh, I don't know if you remember this, but uh, Zulu, well, Zulu was quite famous for having quite a lot of kids. Um, and one of his kids, 
was Zuluzinho. And I don't know if you ever remember Zuluzinho, who's the big guy. He fought. Yeah, I think he came and fought in Pride later, yeah? He did, yeah. He fought in Pride, yeah. And I thought, you know, it's, it's crazy how things evolve and things go on. So Yeah, and I um I think it was, I was already retired. Mm-hmm. But I remember seeing him and how huge he was. And, you know, he wasn't really a technical fighter, but he was a big boy, strong boy. Yeah. And I did, I did have that thing in me like, oh, that would have been cool to fight father and son, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Yeah, so it did pass my mind that, oh, if I didn't retire, this, wow, this would have been a pretty good fight to have, you know? It would be pretty exciting, you know? I can see them using the Encinoy Ray Zulu footage in the yeah. promos. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, I think Zulinho is still kind of active. I don't think, you know, he's got the best oh, record. But uh, maybe one for Siyoshi, right? <laughs> Ooh, that'd be interesting, huh? Yeah, yeah. Zulu, yeah. Is Zulu, Zulu still healthy and I think so. Alive? There's some YouTube footage of him knocking about, but I mean, obviously, you know, he's he's living yeah, his life he's in, in Brazil. Seven, yeah. But it'd be kind of cool just to see, you know, put, put some yeah, that'd spotlight be cool. Uh, him cornering his son and me cornering Siyoshi. Yeah, yeah, you know. <laughs> yeah, MMA has got to have those little stories, you know. Japan does yeah, that really well, well right? They they like to sort of play and stuff. Yeah, like the Francis Dugano and uh, Ciro Gay, the the you know the ex sparring partners. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, I bombed cool. that though. Huh? I totally oh, bombed pick. that. Yeah, well, I it was a tough one to predict that Francis would wrestle him. <laughs> like... You know, I didn't even take that into consideration. You know, Siyoshi yeah. did a lot of sparring at Extreme Couture with uh, with um, Francis, yeah? Right. So he was telling me, yeah, he, he thinks the best chance for Francis is to take him down and ground and pound. And I was like, he, he came over to watch the fight. And right before the fight, he told me, I was like, whoa. <laughs> Holy shit, I never thought of that. Yeah, yeah. I know, it threw me off as well. So yeah, I know. I was like, holy shit. And then the, la- the last fight, too, I was so off on that, too. I mean the 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 fight before that. Oh, Moreno and Figueroa. Yeah. Well, we both put Moreno on that one, so we're both taking out. Yeah. On that. <laughs> I think I put that one not necessarily looking at really the the type of fighter they are. Yeah. And you know the circumstances. I just love Moreno. <laughs> to be honest, they're they're both such good fighters. It could go any any different way, any yeah. different day of the week. So. Yeah. So we kind of picked who we liked. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. For yeah. real. Um. Cool. Any parting words before we wrap up this episode? No, it's good, man. Awesome. Right. Well, anyone that's just checking us out for the first time, we hope you enjoyed. And for all our you know, loyal viewers that keep watching, keep on watching. We've got way more to come, way more guests, way more stuff. So uh, we'll speak to you guys again soon.